up, guys? Welcome back to the Clench Podcast. If you don't know already, I am Shay, and here we just chill and talk about fights. I'm not a professional by any means. I'm just a fan sharing my takes. They may be not so great, or they might be spot on. Who cares? We just like talking about them. (laughs) And I want to welcome any new listeners and, of course, thank all my OG crew. You guys are the bomb. This week's episode is about UFC 274, a card that I was extremely excited for that, of course, had its share of scandal. But before I dive into that, I do just want to remind everyone that I do have the Patreon up if you're interested in that. No one has signed up quite yet, which I totally get it. You got to be careful with your money, (laughs) you know, but if you do feel interested in it, I have an upcoming exclusive series that will be up there soon. And of course, it'll be on Conor McGregor. I was hoping to have it up by now, but this, uh, quite frankly, has been um, a couple of the worst weeks of my adult life. So I uh, am so sorry about that, but I will have episode one up very soon. And it will be a three or four part series. If you would like to have access to that, please consider joining the Patreon. And of course, with all that being said, let's finally get to the fights. No more cringe plugging. So let's go ahead and jump in and start with Lupi Garinez versus Ariane Carnalosi. Uh, Lupi did win via unanimous decision. Uh, Lupi is amazing to watch every round, you know, pretty much told the same tale of incredible takedowns and intense grappling pressure. It was just entertaining. It was entertaining, enthralling, and especially definitive of the projection of Luby's career. So it's definitely a milestone for her in that aspect. I am freaking stoked for her, her next fight. She is a serious contender. And next, I want to move on to Tracy Cortez versus Melissa Gatto. And of course, we know that she won, Tracy won via unanimous decision. I think Tracy looked incredible. She was just so calm and she was so thorough in her thinking and was really able to listen to her corner very well. And Melissa Gatto, she did have some good moments. I, I want to make sure I include that she did have some good moments as well, but her attempt, attempts were just disjointed. And Tracy's game plan, along with her composure strength combo because she is strong as hell. Uh, that combination was just far above Melissa's and you could tell that the fight math that she has been incorporating into her camp really paid off, not only for this fight with Melissa, but I think it will continue to pay off in her future fights. I think she also has incredible drive and has a solid case for a higher ranked opponent as her next opponent. And she really just deserves that upward momentum. That fight was just incredible. Um, you could really see her adjusting extremely well. So I love that fight and I can't wait for her next one. And the next one we'll just be talking about briefly um, because it was that short of a fight and it was Andre Fialo versus Cameron Van Camp which, of course, Fialo did win via first-round knockout. (sighs) What a damn knockout. (laughs) It really just snuck up on Cameron. And though I obviously don't have much to go on because it was so short, it was just awesome. And I just thought it was worth mentioning because I had a lot of fun. And I wish I could have seen your reactions when you saw that knockout. So, yeah, I loved that one. And next, we have Brandon Royval versus Matt Schnell. 
And, of course, Brandon won via submission, guillotine, and the first round. Oh, my God. (laughs) Brandon pulled off such a sickening submission against Chanel. That reversal was just so nasty. He went in so aggressively into it. Like, if you watch back and just see his face, that was the face of a freaking warrior. And it was just so special to watch, too, just because... I really enjoy Brandon. I think he's brilliant. So it was a fun win for me to see. And next up, we have Randy Brown versus Chaos Williams uh, versus a split decision. I thought it was a fun and fast-paced first round with Chaos really showing his ability to calculate well and showing that, you know, he's mellowed out his more so intense style and filled those gaps with patience and very savvy striking. Uh, Whereas Randy Brown, he also had incredible fluid boxing and he also had very, very savvy boxing and head movement. So that proved to be a respectable anecdote to the more heavy strikes of Chaos Williams. And that is saying a lot because Randy's striking was also extremely dangerous. I just think that the, the calculatedness and the fluidity of Randy's boxing was the perfect antidote to Chaos's patient but heavy striking. And Randy's apprehensiveness was placed at very appropriate times in the fight. And he did take that time to adjust his game and eventually, of course, calculate when. Uh, Randy's savvy just seemed to cross up Chaos quite a bit. But I, I don't doubt that he won't come back with those adjustments and be even scarier, which is saying a lot because Chaos Williams is Chaos Williams for a reason. So, um, next up, of course, we have Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Damn, baby, what a fight. What a fight. That first round just gave me so many butterflies seeing, you know, classic Tony out there. It, it was just such a feel-good moment. Wow. You know, of course, it lasted. Uh, Chandler just throws bombs. But I, I did think that he would have some trouble finding and utilizing the range he has to work with. You know, which, you know, the range advantage doesn't usually go his way. Um, So I thought that was going to be an issue as it looks like it was going to be from the first round. But, you know, he does what a smart fighter does. And he actively made that adjustment and found a way to produce one of the scariest knockouts that I've ever seen. It wasn't even the knockout itself, but more so just the way Tony looked after. That was terrifying. Um so I saw that his scans, you know, looked okay. And I just hope that he is, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily mind if, you know, he retired. I, Tony just, I don't want to get too much into it right now, <laughs> but I, I think he, he's made an, his impact and, um, but going back to the fight itself, overall, just a brilliant performance by, both men with Tony in the first and Michael in the second. And of course, the call out even more intriguing. I am on the side of the stands that would love to see him against Connor. <laughs> I thought that the call out itself was also done amazingly well. And you can tell that Michael just has a very good handle on marketing himself because for me, not knowing who he was until a few fights ago to, you know, now being someone that excites me to see potentially go against Connor, which, you know, everyone knows how I feel about, you know, that, but you got to just have a brilliant knack for it. And of course, also marketing is one of my favorite topics. So of course, that's something that I wanted to bring up because I respect it so much. And now to my most dreadful 
part of the episode. <laughs> uh, now, 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 this fight was just exactly what I expected from Carla and not what I expected from Rose. I am incredibly biased, so that is your warning now. If you don't like biased commentary, now would be your time to click off uh, because Rose Namajunas is my favorite fighter, and so I'm not going to hide the fact that I am speaking from bias, but I do hope that, you know, if you're listening to this, you do um, have a respect for my opinion, you know, just considering the history I have um, with the sport, you know, I've never been a pro athlete, but it, with it, I, I have competed when I was younger, but, um, you know, as, a, as an adult, I hope you're listening to this with, you know, just some like respect of what I have to say, even though my opinion doesn't really matter, but I just don't want anyone to, you know, accuse me of something that I already know and something that I am telling you, I am biased. So with that being said, um, my point of view is that if you want the belt, you better damn chase it. And Carla did the same thing as her last fight, which was basically nothing posed, no real threat you know, never put Rose in, in any danger. She just looked lost. She looked unmotivated and she looked scared. Now, of course she won and I try not to be too bitter, but I am <laughs> because she said that it's hard to fight someone who doesn't want to fight. And I, I think that truly speaks to her delusion as to her skill level as an overall mixed martial artist. She's a stunning wrestler absolutely stunning world-class wrestler but as a mixed martial artist she's not exciting because I honestly think that those words uh should have come from Rose Carla knew that by doing barely anything she could win and there's just something to be said about fighters who choose to do that and you know Rose was more careful and of course she could have engaged more but she doesn't need anyone else to really tell her that more than she's probably telling that to herself but I do think that Carla did absolutely nothing of substance and it is just such a sad thing for her because next up is bound to be someone that will knock her lights out you know whether we Ioana or Wei Li or Jessica or even uh, Marine, Marina Rodriguez she called her out too and that would be a terrifying fight for for Carla and it's, they'll just knock her lights out like it's another Tuesday, you know? And Rose has been known to make incredible and intelligent adjustments to her game as she goes and as she learns. And though I think it is unlikely for the UFC to spend the money to um, rebook this as a trilogy, I do hope that they run it back. <laughs> you know, part of me, of course, would like that just so Rose can show those adjustments. But I do also find comfort in knowing that if they don't, Carla will still just kind of silently drift back and back into the mediocrity that she so strongly represents. <laughs> and as for Rose Namajunas, chin up, darling. The real ones know. <laughs> the real ones know. And I know that people have been all over social media saying, you know, Rose fans aren't delusional. Rose fans are this, that, whatever. So be it. Maybe we are. But I highly doubt that anyone will sit with me face to face and have a solid argument and tell me that Carla Esparza will ever or has ever been a fraction as exciting as Rose Namajunas has been in just her last few fights alone. 
Carla will never be able to achieve that. Maybe I'm wrong, but no one will really be able to convince me otherwise, unless maybe Carla does show some shocking change to her game. But, you know, honey, that's just, if that's the career that you want, is if that's the legacy that you want to leave, and that's, you know, you want to live a highlightless career, so be it. But Rose Namajunas will always, always hold that crown above her. So... Whether that makes me sound crazy or delusional, that's fine. That's how I feel. And I told you in the beginning, if you don't like it, you could have skipped it. So next fight. <laughs> and I'm just going to end this one briefly, um, end the episode briefly with this one. Charles was a star. His his weight miss was, of course, very unfortunate. And as are the circumstances surrounding that weight miss. But I, I won't dive into that simply because I don't have enough evidence to do so. But as far as the actual fight goes, Justin is a damn hero, and he always will be in my eyes. But so is Charles. His story is just absolutely marvelous. And, you know, I am down to do a series on that in the future because of his his ability to go from how his career was and then how he was able to just completely change that and completely change the trajectory. And so many fighters try to do that, but he is a living example that you don't quit this is what you can get to. So I am incredibly interested in maybe doing that for everyone and for myself mostly. <laughs> um, but, you know, speaking of uh, series, the Conor McGregor series, I am so excited for that one. Just to give a little insight as to what it will entail over the three or four part episodes. It just depends <laughs> on the last episode, really, because the last episode is going to be the most jam-packed one. So how I want to split it up is I want to get into the history of Conor McGregor. Who was he? Where did he come from? How did he get into MMA? How was his amateur journey? Uh, just all of that, an origin story, if you will. And I'm excited for that one just because there's so much that I didn't know. And that really just opened my eyes to who he is as a fighter and uh, who and respect him in that aspect. And then, of course, we're going to get into the meat of Connor after his meteoric rise. So the the next episode will just be the thick of that. Um, the first episode will lead into the beginning of his UFC career. And then the second episode will be in the thick of that career where uh, the, just the most fascinating part of Connor to me is his marketability and how he was able to just build that empire that he's built from nothing just by speaking just by marketing himself just by being who he is and and the character that he plays or the character that he is you know what I, I will be unbiased because I am as I've said before I'm not a huge fan of who Connor is as a person and you know I've had strong opinions and I have strong opinions but I don't want to make the series about that I want to make the series about Connor and what he, what he has been able to do and why he is the way he is now as far as his career goes and his legacy and what he's been able to create. And then the last episode will be on the impact and the influence that he has had on other fighters and the UFC as a whole and not only the UFC, but just his impact as a whole. Because if you really break down the the sectors that he has been able to 
infiltrate and impact. It's so massive. And I love to think of myself as someone with a business mind and someone just incredibly interested in business and in marketing and how someone is able to go from nothing to, you know, have everything that they could ever want and to be able to have to say that they've done that themselves. That is something that I hope to achieve one day. And I just hope you understand that that's the reason I want to do this episode and the reason why, you know, I'm not a Connor hater. <laughs> you know, I went through a period of time where, you know, I was pretty salty. You know, I I got banned from one of my Twitter accounts because I said something about Connor, you know, but now having grown and, and you know, having been able to separate that, I think I'm in a place now where I can look at the business aspect and look at who he is as far as business goes and appreciate it and want to talk about it. So it's so interesting. I'm so excited for it. And I hope you guys are too. Again, if you are interested in it, I will um, have that up on our Patreon. So make sure that you sign up for that if you are interested. And with all that being said, I will go ahead and close out this episode. It was a pleasure, even though it wasn't (laughs) on one side in particular. Um, But that is all I have, and I will catch you guys next time.